0: I'm Michael, and I'm Katie. Welcome to Missing History, a podcast where each episode we discover the people absent from history class.
1: Spoilers: they're usually female-identifying.
0: We uncover their stories, investigate their impact, and discuss how they've been ignored or sidelined.
1: Okay, so you may hear the gentle tinkling of raindrops on my windows, or my heater just kicked on. It's going to be a cacophony of. Weird lifetime sounds, I think.
0: I love that. It'll help create some atmosphere. But hopefully it's For, just, yeah. for having like a fireside it's chat. It's like
1: white noisy enough that it'll go away. But if I don't have my heater on, I think I would freeze during this. And then you just hear my teeth chattering, which I feel would be a more annoying sound.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't want you to be Tom Hanks from the other night. We yeah, like people were saying he looked he that, looked chilly. Least.
1: Every time I looked at him he was fine, but I was just riding the high of the day. Um <laughs> so, I think we should start with it's been a minute. Um
0: just a little bit. We
1: haven't talked since before the holidays, the winter time holidays of 2020. We haven't talked since last year, right? Yeah,
0: other than the occasional text. Yes. There's been a a few things have happened since our last legitimate conversation, you might say.
1: Yeah. Should we go sequentially or like the most what the hell happened <laughs> moments? Because there's a few that have cropped up in the past. Uh, January has been a month, to say the least.
0: Y- yeah, that's a way of putting it. Um, where, where would you like to start?
1: I mean, the thing that comes to mind is I don't think we talked about January 6th, which feels like a year ago. I mean, just where we all were, like, at the beginning of this year versus now is so, I mean, for me, very different. I don't know if it feels the same for you, but charting my emotional health through this month is very weird. Because it was, it was different until, yeah, I don't even know how to say it.
0: Yeah, I similarly That day
1: was weird, that week was weird, those subsequent weeks were weird, and then last week was great. Is <laughs> the only way I could describe it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went like was talking with some people like on the 6th, but also in the days after and I was just very upfront like I don't really know how to process it. Like I knew I had feelings and some of those were like anger and sadness and like not so much surprise as like like confirmation of things we all knew, but I yeah. just didn't know how to like mm-hmm. sit in all of that and like d- do any sort of processing. I just kind it of sat felt in like it all.
1: Not that it felt like someone you cared about. I'm not even gonna say family member, friend, very close friend, family member, distant cousin, or something. I don't know. Uh, someone that you love and have, like, a sentimentality about was wounded somewhere, you know, sp- for my case, states away. You were an ocean away, technically. So there's an amount of, like, helplessness was what I felt that day in particular. Yeah. Um, and, and to the point of just, like, there's also a little bit of, like, freeing with that where you're like, I genuinely can't do anything about it. What can I control? It was a big lesson in that on that day. So I just called. I think I talked to my mom and I was just like, are you OK? Are you watching the news? Maybe turn it off for a minute. Nothing's going to change. We all need to just take a break. Once it was clear, you know, like they, they had dissipated and were arresting people. And what I had seen as like the end of the event had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, people were screwed up about it at work and like there's the occasion like are you guys not watching or you not you're not taking in the news and it's not to be an ostrich with your head in the sand but it's also like what are you going to do about it what am I going to do tweet about it <laughs> <laughs> I find that feeling very uh unhelpful for me other people can motivate and accelerate and and uh you know motivate whatever some people can use social media for good. I am not that person, so
0: yeah. Um, and I felt very similar. There's just like that. I think helplessness is such a good way of putting it. Because um, I got a couple messages from people who were like, "Are you okay? Like, yeah, like, what's going on?" Uh, knowing that, I I'm think
1: so- that was me too. Where I was just like, "Are you? Are you back in the city yet? Or is this in your backyard right now?" Um, please <laughs> don't go out. Kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And it was like, and th- that obviously was like really touching and also like was an ocean away. So was not in the backyard of it all. Um, but just sort of the like this, the sitting in the knowledge of the like, complete and utter helplessness, I think was really difficult. Because oftentimes, I think the rhetoric about like, well, there's always something you can do, we can always like pitch in and like make the country better. And that was like a very specific yeah. moment where like, for those couple of hours, there was really nothing you could do to make that better.
1: Yeah, the people that could were doing it, I think, you know, in the form of, you know, the police that were there and the, um, you know, uh, I don't even know. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the getting back to business part of the day, mm-hmm. the, like the first thing I heard after it happened were all of the Republican leadership being like, we're coming back tonight, we're doing this vote tonight. You know, for better or for worse, about what you say about them, they went back to it. The ones in charge went back to it, and the nutzos that still voted against it were a little sobered. I hope, but not but not really. Attention to them. They just didn't. I they didn't get my focus after that. It was just sort of like, okay, you genuinely. I'm not gonna listen to any. If they if somebody quotes you, I'm just muting it. I don't wanna i not today you know no. I can't really listen to you all today I think whatever footing you had just got pulled out from under you by your constituents um so you know it's the only time that I felt something positive about like Pence or Mitch McConnell for a while I think yeah. you know Yeah. And, like, that's doing the bare minimum. They did the bare minimum. But, you know, it had to have been... I couldn't help but have empathy for the two of them. Of just, like, God, to preside over that group and have to, like, get everybody in line. And you have these factions in your party that are so... You need them to survive, but they're sinking the ship with you in it, you know?
0: Yeah, like, quite quite, quite literally... Trying to say. the literally. ship that
1: you're in. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I weirdly had a moment of, I mean, they were singing Hang Mike Pence and he had to be escorted. I mean, that's just, that's a very human moment that I had regarding the vice president that I didn't care to have. I don't think that was fair to him. I don't think that was, you know. It was just like, ugh. But, uh, man, let me tell you, the constitutional backbreaking of like, we didn't know it would get this bad, or we we're so surprised that they did this, or <laughs> they're just trying to express their voice is crippling, quite honestly. I cannot. Yeah. I, the whiplash. I mean, I thought it was bad when RBG died, and they were like, well, we got to confirm a Senate uh, or a Supreme Court nominee. Uh, we never said that we couldn't. I mean, it's unprecedented. We got it. And I was like, four years ago, you guys were absolute man it's just
0: it is truly the i think what gets me is the hypocrisy of being like we are the the party that defends american values with the, the huge asterisks being what
1: yeah. only
0: the values we want and only when those are convenient like it's not even like there's yeah. a consistency it's just like oh yeah yeah this, it's this almost... is tough we're gonna not I worry think... about
1: it now that's when, that's when people get the most burnout out on politics, where it's just like, the hypocrisy is so blatant, and the constituents are so gaslit, and we smell the gas as you guys are lighting it on fire, and you're like, no, there's no fire, and it's like, no, I can see it, feel it, hear it.
0: I'm being burned by I, it as we it's speak. It's all, and
1: I am burned by it, so, like, don't tell me what I, I just say what you're doing, politically, be like, yeah, we need more control in the judiciary to, like, Move forward our plans. It's not about moral truths and high ground. It's about, this is how we maintain power. If we maintain power, we get our way. When we get our way, we think we're doing the best for the American people. If they just said that. And then you go, and then you have to stand by the convictions of what you're actually arguing for. Which is why you don't have any moral high ground. Because what you want is to, like, (laughs) not pay people and uh, deny them citizenship. So, you know emperor has no clothes you know i what i want would also dismantle the patriarchy and ruin their political party aspirations so i get it why we can't do it i understand that horrible truth of american politics or politics in general but god it's just it's insulting to our intelligence as voters that they're like what are you talking about this is the moral right thing to do and what i said four weeks ago doesn't matter anymore because i'm a new person and like and that's not republicans that's that's both sides caught with their you know pants down about stuff all the time
0: and i think i think the other the other thing i found frustrating in the in the last couple of weeks in particular has been the shift to well there are millions of people who doubt the results of the election therefore we like have to look into things and it's that sort of circular logic where they have, having spent several months stoking questions about the election or like well we're just we're just asking questions. We Like, our constituents yeah. feel like we need to ask them. And it is truly that the case... That we told them
1: they should ask.
0: Exactly. It is truly the case of having yeah. like, set up the entire situation, being entirely yeah. responsible for it, and then trying to backpedal as quickly as possible to yeah. be like, but no, 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 no. We're just responding to what the people want. And in a way, it's sort of that, yeah. like, well, if there's any doubt, things aren't okay. When in fact, like, doubt is perfectly fine. We doubt things all the time and get on with our lives. So just because some people don't think the election was legitimate. Should in no way be a reason to delegitimate the election.
1: <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. Uh every election we've had has been non legitimate in a way because like it's been some a fight people to lose. get the most people to vote at every time. So
0: I just like you know,
1: it's it's just like a lesson in what not to do it in democracy, Lair. We've done it. We've done the worst version of it that we could. Let's not test that. Um, oh, it's raining, so sorry. How fitting. Um,
0: <laughs> That's so appropriate.
1: Yeah. Um, it was just. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I was lucky. It was lunchtime here where I am. So I was just... I was not on my phone. I was genuinely making food when most of the stuff went down. Then I had to go back and work and not be able to be near... The news wasn't playing where we were. We couldn't really see a TV where we were. So, like, relatively sheltered, which was helpful. So it was, like, later that night. <laughs> just been like, is everything... Are we actually... And then... The real staggering truth of it came out of, like... I want to talk about, like, some of our highlighting moments of, like, wow, this was a good moment out of this this cesspool of bad decisions. Because I think that would be like, maybe a good spin to put on this at the end. But I also want to talk about the absolute... Uh, dysfunction of these, like, right-wing terrorists. The... They don't have a plan. They don't have resources. They don't have good communication skills. They're dumb as a box of hair. I think you can tell. Or they're, no, it's not even dumb. It's like arrogance to the point of stupidity. Because not only did they think everybody agreed with what they were doing. It was righteous and just. They then had no fear of law or retribution against them. Because they're all white supremacists. And why would anybody want to arrest them? So then they just self-document their insurrection and thus make a lawyer's job incredibly helpful after the fact which is why i know they had no plan you know what i mean yeah if and this I... was like a deep-seated conspiracy theory level of like stop the steal or whatever they wanted it to be I mean, I was reminded, I was just like, this is, like, the worst tailgate I've ever seen, and I'm sober, and I'm not allowed to drink. Like, that's what it felt like, in a lot of ways. Versus, like, I don't want to participate in this. This is not why I come to the game. Why are we, what is this, like, it's the worst part of, like, machismo or, like, mob mentality stuff that overtakes at sporting events quite regularly, because there's weird divisions that show up for no reason and alcohol and passion and bored people and they're cold and shit like that. So I I just kept being like, this is the worst football experience I've ever seen, including like the face paint and the colors, right? It's like not too far-fetched.
0: Yeah. I, that's a really interesting comparison. And as a, as a human being who doesn't spend a lot of time at football events, I could, I could see why that might be, Interesting. I think the thing I found really interesting is that it's sort of the the mixing of that type of insurrectionist with the like organized the people who like showed up with like walkie talkies and like plans of the capital and like were trying to coordinate yeah. things. And it's like the and the the, did... the mixing of those two groups together is what really terrifies me yes. because then it comes that much harder to sort of separate out like who are the organized like we were actively trying to overthrow the u.s government people and then who are the we believe trump and like when you get us riled up we'll like smash some doors but ultimately we're like we're not part of like an underground seditionist organization
1: yes the homegrown militia unregulated is is staggering to me um but at the same time the other thing that struck me besides like this is a weird tailgate including the like destruction and face paint um and the sort of fever dream of it all was also, um, the, um, oh man, my train of thought just left me. Militias. Oh, all of these folks were armed to the T's. And I think there's two takes. The one take is like, they were stopped before they could pull the trigger, so to speak, or they never met their intended target. So they did not pursue use of those weapons. But I'm also just hoping beyond hope that it's much harder to kill people than people like to think they can. And that includes, you know, people that are anti-violence, I mean, who are scared of people with guns. But also I think it's, we take it for granted that it's 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 a difficult thing, we, probably because it happens so often, but I think it is a difficult thing to murder someone, even though we have a bad crime rate and things like that. Um... And to say... There's a lot of posturing with weapons. And I think that's the people that were... I I don't know. I think there's an element of that, too. Like, when push comes to shove, it's not as easy to just... Shoot a congressional aide. (laughs) Or congressional... You're not shooting Nancy Pelosi, are you? You're going to go through their whole staff, the the janitors, the Capitol Police. You're going to kill just a guy there doing his job in a uniform? To get to your target? Yeah, you're not ready for that, are you? You know? And that's what worries me, because now they know, okay, that's our weak point. We have to, like, get harder core about it. And there were far too many uniformed or formerly uniformed people in that crowd. But I don't know. I was surprised that there was not more of a bloodbath. If they were as serious as they wanted to be, why didn't they mow down anybody in their path and just... And not that they didn't try. But, you know, I don't know. I'm also, like, shocked that we have worse shootings in our schools than in the Capitol building when there's more guns and more anger by more people.
0: That's another one of those moments in, like, the days since then that has really gotten me is, like, all of these Republican, um, mostly members of Congress who are like... I refuse to go through metal detectors to get on the floor of the house. Like that's insulting. Like how dare you make me do that? And like, that's the thing that because of choices they've made, like hundreds of thousands of school students have to do every day. And they're like, but this is beyond the pale. I would never, this is an affront to my dignity and to my rights. And just over here being like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that, please. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like the thing I, I like, talk to some other friends about this um is like as a person who lives in dc and who's like yeah life is fairly regularly like minorly inconvenienced by security measures in dc like getting yelled at to like get off a particular part of grass or having to like go around a detour or having to like wait while your streets shut down for a motorcade um just like the sort of like yeah. little the little inconveniences about being so close to all the security apparatus is like We've had to live like that, and, like, people who've lived here since 9-11 have really had to live with that in their day-to-day life, and wow. it, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. There's sort of, like, the the big lie of, like, we spent all this money and, like, do all this stuff, and it, it didn't work at the moment when it really needed to, and so in a way, it kind of, like, it sort of shatters that idea that, like, well, we, we, we live with this because at least it's doing something, and, like, we're inconvenienced, but at least it's keeping people safe, and to see it well. not do that... Yeah, yeah, And like still have to live with all the inconven- inconvenience and then to have to live with everything that was D.C. up until the inauguration, I think is yeah. sort of re- really frustrating, at the very least, for a lot of people who live in the district.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's real. And without representation in that building, that was ransacked.
0: <laughs> yes. And then having to, like. I mean, technical t- rest-
1: representation, but not direct representation.
0: Right. Like, we don't, n- none of our, none of our humans get to vote for any of the stuff in there. And then we were the ones who literally, not we, but, like, D.C. quite literally coming to the rescue of American democracy. I'm, like, not, I don't think that, like, police and force should be the argument for why D.C. should get statehood. But the imagery of, like, D.C. coming to the rescue of American democracy is chef's kiss in some ways.
1: There's many moments in American history where, like, the mirror gets held up to the country. Of like our failings, our temporary failings, our systemic failings, um, and like the truth of those moments and like how we have to not just say we're the best, we actually have to do things to be the best. Um, and I'm just tired of living through so many sequentially, but Mm -hmm. that is not a fair statement either because I'm fine. So like, let's be real, um. But, you know, it's just, it feels like we've had a few in a row. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we have. And, yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, any other hot takes about January 6th? Oh, one of my other favorite moments was Mitt Romney, which all the Republicans have highlights for me, which is an odd feeling. Um, (laughs) I didn't know who Josh Hawley was before January 6th, and now I don't care to know him anymore um yep but uh and marjorie taylor Greene, she's one i now know that i'm like i wish i didn't Mm -hmm. um so things that got me through it um mitt romney given full grandpa vibes chastising his uh president and fellow colleagues that decided to vote against certifying the election and at some point he was just like he basically just took him to task and he was like, why don't we show respect to our constituents and help them through this by telling them the truth and stop stoking their, you know, indignation with lies. We're valid, you know, basically like show them some mercy, show them some, you know, leadership and be truthful with the, the people that vote for you. Um, Which I was like, wow, yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Um, Yeah. I can't believe Ted Cruz is still trying to think that he's going to run for president. The least charismatic person I've ever met or I know. seen in any way. He's so gross.
0: <sighs> like his like I I understand it's not, not all about appearance. He's not but he's the opposite like, of appearance. He, he's a like blob Ted Cruz.
1: He's like he revolt. he revolts and yeah. he's so clearly power-grasping. He's not subtle about it. He's not charming about it and he's not convincing about it. So He's just blind ambition and greed. And it's just not a good look. Um, slimy. No. He's just a slimy guy. Um, who then has all this, like, moral authority. Or the flip side, which I super love, victimhood. That he can just wear, like, a cross around his neck mm. and just pull him down. am so mean to me. I'm Ted Cruz. Blah. So
0: Yeah, so much like white God, man yeah. as victim. G O P am these I right past couple of weeks. That is basically their whole They scream vibe at you at this and point. you
1: know tell you to smile or say you shouldn't be there in the first place, and then you go, that's rude, and then you're like, Why are you yelling at me, woman? She yelled at me. She yelled at yeah, me. What about Unity? Why is she so mad and mean to me? <laughs>
0: I'm oppressed.
1: I'm gonna overreact. Um <laughs> Yeah, ugh. So Mitt Romney had some kudos for me. I I was not pleased with the way Mitch McConnell says anything, because he sounds like, I don't even know, Eeyore? I don't know what he sounds like. He's just no energy, ever.
0: (laughs) He's like, if you can imagine, like, the person who's the literal worst as physically embodied.
1: Yes, he has none of the charisma. Of Ted Cruz, but they're both non-charisma buddies, but he's actually like smart about what he does and like genuinely plays for the team in a way that like you can see why he does what he does. Ted Cruz is just for himself. Mitch McConnell at least is for party, which I don't understand, but he's got some, I feel like he has some conviction besides himself, you know, and those are both one and the same for him, I think, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like he's got a, he's got, I don't know. He likes the mechanics of fighting. I don't know what he likes. He likes power and like the machinations of it in a different way. So I at least, I don't know. I can just understand him better. He's about keeping power, maintaining Republican relevance. That's what I think he is. I don't know what that means anymore, but he, that's, that's his MO to me. Whenever I see him make a decision, which is rare. Um, yeah, but everything, every, every, it's just, yeah, every decision the Senate has made till even now it's Mitch McConnell is the reason it's making that decision. You know what I mean? Coming back to vote. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to be seen that we're voting appropriately. Okay. You want to impeach him. I'm not going to say anything about impeachment. But if that's what the House needs to do, great. Okay, they've impeached him. Okay, well, we're not calling the Senate back early because we're going to wait for the Democrats to take control of the Senate. And then the Senate can decide once it's a Democrat-led. And then if they vote to impeach him, great, because he gets out of our party and we don't have to let him run again. And then it also seems like the Democrats did it. So we don't seem like we're traitors. You know, it's just so... (laughs) He's just got it down. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's really, he's really. You're wondering good.
1: why Turtle Man is the majority leader? It's right there. He just saved so many of his colleagues' anguish. And I really,
0: this thing. Problems. I like, deeply hope so. The thing I'm just like sitting you here know. waiting, and is Chuck to Schumer's be probably the same way. by the Democrats in the Senate.
1: They tend because tend to be that. Yeah, they tend to do that. Yeah, yeah. They, that's that's. They don't know the how to. I'm, they don't know how to talk to the press. The Republicans know how to.
0: Yeah, find their and they just don't. Abilities. I think they're they're not willing to just be really ruthless about the things they care about, and I find that really disappointing. And so violently, I'm over here being like
1: backflip too.
0: Right? They're like, no, but the institution is important, and like the the integrity of the process is important. And I'm like, no, uh, keeping people alive is important. Let's do that first, yeah, and then we can talk about the you know whether the tradition of the filibuster is important or not.
1: Yeah, and then they're gonna talk about how yeah no they don't care they don't care republicans just want to get stuff done what do they do they get in there and they get stuff done and then we kick them out because we realize oh that kind of killed our human soul a little bit but yeah they're bottom liners you know yeah more ruthlessness exactly
0: okay so that's so that's one thing but the other like exciting thing that happened uh is we got two democrats from georgia
1: Oh my God, that was like the same day.
0: It literally was the same day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those poor babies. Yeah, I did watch their swearing in. That was beautiful. In the swearing in, John Ossoff had the passenger lists from, uh, I don't know if it was Ellis Island or another kind of shipping company of the, the boats that brought his ancestors over, which was not that long ago. He's like an Ellis Island era immigrant story. Mm-hmm so that was beautiful yeah yeah not only john ossoff and raphael warnock but alex padilla in california who took kamala harris's seat we're all sworn in at the same time
0: yeah as much as i just spent the last five minutes pooping on the democrats in the senate i am really really excited for those three guys to be there
1: yeah 50 50 split it's not a runaway majority man
0: no we're gonna yeah it's gonna be a lot of actually have
1: to work on stuff together
0: which is going to be challenging because I don't see the Republicans being super jazzed to do that.
1: Either side is not going to be super jazzed to do that. Cause that means they're going to have to make things that make running for reelection very hard.
0: Yes. Mm. But I do, I, I'm a sort of firm, firm believer that if the Democrats are like, you know, we're just going to do what we promised to do and we're going to do it really swiftly. And like, then let the country decide Based, I think I'm basically of the mind. I'm like, do things and let voters decide based on what you've actually done as opposed to like, talk about do thing, doing things, but never actually get anything done. Yeah, ram through a bill at the last what minute. You said.
1: Yeah. With a bunch yeah, of random exactly. stuff in it from bills you couldn't pass earlier. So then no one reads the bill and then they have to vote on a bill ignorantly. And then everyone wonders, why is this the best form of government? Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So should we fast forward to inauguration? Well, actually, in the meantime, did you watch the 60 Minutes with Nancy Pelosi? After January 6th, she was interviewed like that Thursday or Friday because they were on that Sunday. So she takes Leslie Stahl, I think it's Leslie Stahl, through the Capitol building with like broken mirrors and takes her through her office. And, um, what really was moving, in my opinion, and what I didn't think about on the day was, um, Her retelling of her staff who were in her offices who had to like lock down themselves in there. So, and those are all, I don't know how old, but younger people too. Like, um, barricading themselves and sitting in silence on the floor for hours while there's people outside ransacking their office. Um, and not knowing if your boss is alive or dead or you can't call anyone or do anything. I mean, I think they were texting, but yeah. So I, she just just recounting that and she got pretty, she got emotional for Nancy Pelosi, which doesn't happen very often, I don't think. Yeah. In that sort of reverent way, you know. So. Yeah. 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 So, you know. So then we yeah, talked about the 25th that, like, Amendment for a while, and then we talked about, <laughs> you know, do you... Am, can you pardon yourself? Um, uh, boy. Which it doesn't seem like he did, but I also heard he doesn't have to say he did until he gets charges against him, and then he can be like, yeah, I pardoned myself. A shadow pardon? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing?
0: I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised, honestly.
1: Great. He sure can try. Um... But, yeah, impeachment-wise, this is my understanding. I don't know how much you've done, but I maybe did some research on, like, how do we get this done, everybody? Um, (laughs) The House impeached him again. Second time. First time ever. A second impeachment of a sitting president in one term.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Does it lose its um, impact? you think?
0: I don't think so. Cool.
1: Does it bother you that in our lifetime we've had two presidents impeached?
0: Um, A little bit, but what bothers me about Considering only
1: four it, have ever been impeached?
0: Yes, it do, it does. But I think what bothers me about it more is like the reasons why they've been impeached. Like, I mean, obviously, right? Like that's- the, the, the impetus for the impeachment process is sort of the whole kit and caboodle. But I think just, like, that they—I guess it's just, like, they've both—they've both, they've all been, like, really partisan things. And, like, we can't even come to a consensus of, like, when our president does something that we think is really bad, we can't, as a country, all agree that it's really bad. And I, in, like, full disclosure, was not old enough to be, like, truly paying attention to Clinton's impeachment so can't he really lied. Speak about, That's like, why
1: he was impeached.
0: Yeah. Well, oops.
1: About a personal um, relationship is my understanding. I haven't reread the documents.
0: Right. Oh, right. Yeah, he, per- he perjured himself. He
1: perjured himself about a personal That's right. relationship.
0: Whereas uh, our dear... Not nuclear codes, friends. everyone.
1: Not nuclear codes. A personal relationship. I don't care is the short answer but that was when we were in the height of like tv evangel evangelical you know the christian right was booming moral authority was real um you know we didn't know how to feel about gay people yet we didn't know how to feel about anything (laughs) i don't know There was a lot of like moral hypocrisy
0: yeah that feels pretty on brand
1: This was before all the TV evangelicals came out as, like, having horrible scandals, whether it's money or sexual relationships or, you know, the great comeuppance, (laughs) I call it.
0: Yeah, right. You always should be a little hesitant Um, when people are loudly expounding about moral virtues that they're most likely doing some pretty weird stuff behind closed doors one way or another.
1: 100%. 100%. Um, anyway, the we're off topic. Uh, What are we talking about?
0: Impeachment Uh, Pelosi. Impeachment.
1: Clinton. Pelosi. Yeah. Uh I did read that the second impeachment of Donald Trump was the only one to have the or it's like the highest number of members of their own party vote in favor.
0: Yes. That writes the most
1: Um, And that was only (laughs) ten. It is
0: the most bipartisan impeachment in the House of
1: Representatives was the most bipartisan ever so i i take your point that it's like can we all agree so i think that's the most we'll get um but i'm really comforted by the fact that the entire world and news haven't called it anything except Mm -hmm. insurrection or terror or
0: yeah that was i think when i opened the like the news in scotland for the next day Every single headline was just like mob attacks, capital, mob attacks, capital.
1: Yeah. I mean, homegrown news, too. Even, I mean, I can't quote Fox News, but even they were pretty sober about it. Good on them. They haven't lingered. I mean, they're still talking about (laughs) Hunter Biden for some reason. Because that's the chapter they need to be on to have moral authority, I guess. Um. This is gross. So anyway, <laughs> 25th Amendment, they weren't in favor, mm-hmm. go figure. So they waited until the 20th. He left early, didn't go to the inauguration. Um, and then we had the inauguration, which you and I texted throughout. Yes, which was that fun. was.
0: And like such good, um, good Joe Biden energy. I feel like peak Joe Biden energy.
1: Oh, well, we also didn't even talk about like the great burden lifted which was he got banned from twitter and yes. parlor went silent which i i think i felt a release on the inauguration day but i think it started when he got banned off twitter and all of a sudden it was like the the balloon yeah. had been popped and like the news also couldn't the great news beast that like is amorphous and just wants to report on what's happening so they're reporting on the insane man in the white house and what he says because that's presidential now couldn't feed and therefore they had to like focus on joe biden or the mob or the lack of ability of those people to speak um i felt great (laughs) (laughs) as soon as he was off twitter and they started banning him on facebook and all of his protesters were like we're gonna go to parlor and then amazon was like we don't want to do parlor anymore and then oh, yeah it and, so it, and we can have that free speech conversation if you want but i know it's, it's funny
0: because there's there some reporting that the amount of misinformation <laughs> on twitter like measurably declined once donald trump was kicked off and it is like you you, you think out. you're like ah so if we had done this years ago we would be in a better place yeah interesting yeah interesting
1: yes yes i will not feel sorry for a capitalist person in a capitalist economy whining about the free platform he has to instigate insurrection and treason against his own country and then whine about free speech by all of his followers. They, you just raised $400 million for him. Go make your own social mm-hmm. network, okay? You, he's got the money. Go. Yeah. Go for it. You know that's what he's doing in retirement. If he's got any gumption, he's going to make his own TV news, and he'll be psycho, and, mm-hmm. you know. It's a free market. He can say stuff. Twitter is a business. It's allowed to operate. At, it's not. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's Oh, you know what I mean?
1: Twitter is not in charge of like government speech, so they're in charge of their clients. You sign a terms and agreement. He violated it. You got to deal with that. You know, I yeah, go deal with it. This is a, this is free speech infringement. No, you get to say whatever you want. It doesn't have to be published in this way. Go shout on the, you know, courthouse steps. Or like- like the in front of any of the news networks that are happy
0: to pick you up because you're the president or former president of the United States
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> um, yeah so
1: we're more than happy to like police music and lyrics and say it's not fit for children so what's the difference between reading something and listening to something
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, but <sighs> the inauguration. Great, great feelings. Okay. Where do we want to start?
1: <sighs> yeah. I felt like an exorcism.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the priest and everything.
1: Maybe it was the Catholic priest at the beginning, an old priest in a new... <laughs> no. Uh, the old priest got up there and I was like, he sounds like Walter Cronkite. I feel taken <laughs> care of. <laughs> I'm just... There's something about this. There's something about like the guy with Purell coming in between each speaker and wiping down the thing to be like, oh, <laughs> God. "Yeah, great." Um, Kamala Harris's utter joy at being vice president is infectious, and she's just excited about it, and I'm excited about it. Um, I think Dr. Jill Biden's entire performance as first lady is exceptional yes. already. Um, her outfits are on point. She's bringing it My in. Up watching a husband and wife actually love each other and like (laughs) on both the vp mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the president's team the the families all love each other the families love both sides of the family and there's big blended families there's like so many firsts up there
0: yeah i i think i was i was talking to and she was like it's just so the like the like light feminist energy off of Doug emhoff is just so good he's like there and i'm he's like i'm here to support kamala i'm like that's my job right now she's yeah. great i want you all to know how great she yeah. is i think she's great did i mention she's great great moving on and i'm just so here yeah. for it
1: the solid like joe biden doug emhoff double team of like isn't kamala harris like the bees knees let's all talk about her let's all say her name at every chance we can yeah, no, it's just yeah. Doug Emhoff is the new, new social media fave. Um, yeah, it was just it felt good. It just felt good the whole day. Um, it's just it's staggering to me <laughs> the pop culture leaning of the Democratic and mm-hmm, Republican mm-hmm. parties, and the like. One could say caliber. One could
0: use that word. One could use the word caliber.
1: (laughs) It's just like, I don't even know who sang it. Trump's, I think it was like, um, a young girl. I think she was like famous on America's Got Talent or something. She was great. She was great. She did good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was yeah. It's just always surprising me. I was like, dang, everybody's on this list that's also at the like, all the award shows you ever see, which
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't miss those. Um, yeah, uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, the Ob- I mean, seeing those presidents there, even without Trump, mm-hmm. fine. Um, seeing George Bush and Bill Clinton and, um, Obama. I was, you know, everyone was highlight. I mean, it was very clear that he wasn't there, but at the same time, it would have been so bad if he was. Oh, it would
0: have been horrific. Even even just having like Pence on stage. Well, like I appreciate his his being there yeah. in terms of like transfer power stuff. Just like the, in a way, I kind of loved it and kind of hated. It, but the image of like Kamala Harris getting sworn in, looking basically directly at Mike Pence sitting in that chair, was just a lot to handle.
1: Yeah. But I think I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm reticent to say other nice things about Mike Pence, but like the bar is so low, but at the same time I appreciate him for clearing it. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) It is it yes.
1: Like it's something it is something to like we gotta say something nice (laughs) or else it's just a neg it's just Twitter in verbal form. So I just in the interest of moving forward you know so much about this presidency was going against traditions going against norms going against and eroding things that I genuinely think Mike Pence cares about so I almost feel I don't know I was just I was just like thank you that's all I had in my heart at that time like thanks for doing that yep,
0: we are it's like
1: with this like crazy yeah, very boss much, like
0: thank you next mom like great thank you so much and now don't need to hear from you thank you thank ever you so again. much
1: you fulfilled your duty you you stuck to your duty you stepped up and did the thing and you realized that it was also like even though it was minimized because you're the vice it still wasn't minimized because there's still all of this but like it was very poignant that Kamala Harris saw him off which normally you see the president do that with mm-hmm. the former president So the fact that he like did that, I think is, you know, it just shows that he's like, I'm aware of this moment being bigger now and I need to mend something I've broken.
0: (laughs) I do. I need to. I have broken it. Um, I must now buy it.
1: I've broken it. I've helped crack it in half, so I should probably put some paste on it. Okay, Karen and I are going, okay. back. And I guess
0: the other thing, like, super uh, sidebar for a moment, but I just, I don't think I would actually quite clocked that Karen Pence's first name is Karen, i.e. the problematic white woman. I know, you thing. said that.
1: I know. But I don't think she was, though. As a, did she make she never made news right no she never she never never made news but like i great she did a great job then
0: i just <laughs> that's like, the bar
1: for second ladies
0: just as like the as the as the whitest possible person with the whitest possible name that tickled me more than i can say
1: yeah 100 100 percent. she's the poster child um,
0: but yeah i really
1: but you know
0: ah <laughs> oh, i know sorry i don't have anything else to say about the pences that's all i've got no go that, is, ahead. that is truly all i've got
1: karen pence <laughs> Karen Pence getting a much needed vacation and that I hope they learn something and maybe we'll try to just make Indiana a better place. Um,
0: (sighs) I know it's so hard having lived in Kentucky for even just such a brief time. Like the feelings I have from people in Kentucky towards Indiana. I'm like, I get it now. I really get it.
1: I mean, that's a pot kettle scenario, isn't it? I mean, that's every state in our illustrious union. As I've lived in several, what I find interesting is that, yeah, it's very much, it's the same thing with, like, football teams, mm-hmm. where it's like, you're willing to see, it's like, I can talk crap about this place, but you can't, because I live here, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially living in the South for a few years, like every Southern state has another Southern state that is the worst Southern state in all of the like trademark ways. <laughs> and it sort of goes East to West, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So by the by the time you're getting to Arkansas, it's like, this is bottom of the barrel, right? Okay. <laughs> but still, Arkansas has produced a president. So what are you doing?
0: That's, that's true. I, I personally have never produced a president.
1: Yeah, there you go. So anyway, wow, what a range! So then we had like celebratory stuff. Joe Biden was running around the streets and his parade, looking all happy. Mm-hmm. Um, his family Bible was so intense.
0: Oh, I like he that's swore like, in on. That's how you know, like they're they're real ass Catholics over there. They're like,
1: full on Catholics. That's O.G. Catholic for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and then there was, like, weird concert times in the evening, which is fun. And Katy Perry killed it. Can we talk about it? I was like, "This is this going to be too much? And then it wasn't too much, and I loved it.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's sort of how I felt about the whole, the whole, like, that whole evening, basically. I was like, this feels just a little too it's on a little nose, too
1: telethony, and, and it's, a little, like a yeah, too it's a little yeah it's a little too what hollywood always does I'm which so is like, like do you love care. how on love top it. of it we are america and it's like this is still propaganda you guys and they're like no it's not because it's from us and you're like okay <laughs>
0: sure they're like did you not get the message about it being morning yeah and a new day Oh, we'll give you another song about how it's a morning.
1: I yeah, day. okay.
0: Uh and then we'll give you a little bit of rent.
1: Let's talk about rent for a second. I loved it. And then I was just like, this is great in like a YouTube clip way, and then I remembered it was for an inauguration and I was like, what are we trying to say? In this musical about AIDS victims and and I survivors guess... and um the year of a life and I don't, you know. Are we trying to just...
0: I mean, I think that's the thing. I'm really here for, like, let's, let's like, remember the, the AIDS crisis in the context of the pandemic. I think the production value question that you raised is, is my question. I'm like, so these are all, like, working theater artists. And I like the idea that we're showcasing all of them. But at the same time, like, we had some time. We knew this was coming. Like, we could have put maybe just a little bit I mean, more production value into it. I mean, can we all find
1: a similar background in lighting? Somehow. Yeah. We all know that there's ring lights. Why y'all don't have them? I don't. I don't understand. But it's also as some. It's hard to learn a new craft, you know. It sounded good.
0: Yeah, this. If I remember
1: right, it was mixed well.
0: It sounded great, and I. Yeah, it was, and it was a really nice showcase of like, look, people on Broadway are real humans.
1: Maybe it was also like.
0: Always helpful. It's
1: maybe it's also. um, I mean, I wonder the the tightrope walk of like, do you seem super polished? And then it's the question of like, wow, how much money did they spend on this stupid virtual inauguration? They couldn't have just like, you know, that that dichotomy that Americans always have, where it's just like, I want it to be nice, but not too nice, or else I'll feel elitist. That kind of vibe. (laughs) It's like be nice, but like don't talk down to me. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I do think they walked that tightrope well.
1: Yeah, I want to complain that it's too, too w- well choreographed or something. Um, yeah, no, Katy Perry killed it at the end. Loved it.
0: John mm-hmm. Legend
1: was good. I kept feeling for his cold little hands in the cold, though. So cold.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the thing I think about LED lights that I like. If you back in the day when we just turned like conventional lights on to people at night, like they would warm you up in addition to like lighting you. But all of those LED lights don't make anybody any warmer, including
1: the planet, Michael.
0: And that's the price Mm -hmm. we're going to pay. I know, I know, including the planet. I'm just saying we
1: need to invent
0: (laughs) that John. If you know, John Legend needs to have cold hands so that he can put money down on the next great
1: glove maker who can make really good synthetic gloves. For him to play in the cold, cold winter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what a night! Loved it, and then I loved. Yeah, the and fireworks it was cool. The were fire, cool. The
0: fireworks were cool. I was really, I'm the really, were super I'm always cool. here for some fireworks and for fireworks while Katy yeah. Perry is singing. Fireworks Yeah. is just and that's my jam.
1: I think the other thing that we didn't think about was like the night before um, that they had that memorial at the same location.
0: Yeah, that was really, that was really moving. I, I'm very glad. Yeah, I got so that was super that. moving,
1: and I did not realize how necessary until it happened, and I was like, oh, we haven't had anybody mourn the dead as, like, the American person, which is what the president in mm-hmm. human circumstances would do if he cared about people. So, um... It was kind of shocking to be like, it just felt like for a year we were all like, is no one, does no one care that this many people are dying? We're all just, yep, I guess it's the great purge, you know, like I, for someone to go, yeah, your family member died and it sucked. And it sucked not just for you, for many people. And look how many other people are lost. And now you are connected in that grief. And even though I haven't personally felt it, I feel you feeling it. And that is something that should be. I don't know, relevant to me. Yeah, I don't know. I found it very helpful.
0: Yeah, me too. And just like the, it's sort of like the simplicity mm-hmm. of it, and the the gestures and the design of it was all just really yeah. moving.
1: To the people who say we don't need those things, it's like, like clearly that's not true. Because then you felt the absence of it the previous yeah. twelve months. I think. Don't you? yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that was sort of my like my biggest takeaway, which I think I am a little bit biased, but it was just like the the sort of the importance of art artists and arts workers to these like big national moments where we're grieving or we're commemorating or where we're marking time. That like we uh-huh. do that by making speeches, but like more more importantly we do that by like singing or reading poems or
1: performing.
0: Oh,
1: let's talk about the poem. How yes, great was please. she? She oh was my incredible god. oh my god like a literal ray of sunshine in that yellow coat
0: yes oh and my god. red
1: crown on her head but also like her crown of hair that was like just gorgeous and she was glowing and our whole family on our text i was just like i love her hand gestures she really like animates what she's saying in such a fun way Yes. And I don't know if there's any I wondered too, with the ASL interpretation of the um, Pledge of Allegiance mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I don't even I don't even think about that in an accessibility way. And then I wondered too, as the poet was speaking, if those helped or were a hindrance for those that mm-hmm. need ASL. I was like, I wonder if that would help because there's a little bit of like emphasis and things of like rhythm being stylized in her gesture that I think would be helpful.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting question. Cause I know like ASL poetry is like in and of itself, like a totally different genre. And I, I do wonder sort of how that mm-hmm. translation process would go. Um, but I was, I did really appreciate that. Like the, the pledge of allegiance wasn't just like translated, but that was spoke like yeah. that was performed that way. It was very yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. It was super cool. And like crisp white gloves too, which I loved. Um. Yeah, she was cool. That firefighter. Yeah, It was a firefighter, right?
0: Yeah the uh, the the not problematic first responders, other like a little bit, but e- easier to make that pitch to Democrats at this moment in time.
1: Well, also the they're the ones that endorsed Joe Biden for mm-hmm. president. The firefighters' union did, which oh, apparently oh, they're I having a power some struggle union right Politics,
0: now. but yeah, mm-hmm. it was a, when I mm-hmm. before the week got away from me. My plan had been to do phyllis wheatley the first african-american poet and then to just play you did i How did that did... one already oh my god i'm so sorry i i totally missed yeah. that i like, went back to double check but i must have uh we should
1: yeah should... was she not in there
0: i maybe i didn't said, say, now take now good notes it, I... I thought i did her anyway I, I will go check and maybe we'll just play that episode but basically i just wanted to like talk about phil Wheatley and just play all of amanda gorman's poem like in its entirety And just like let that be the episode. Um, So maybe we should,
1: because it's fun to read, but it's also really good
0: to listen to. I don't quite know how that would work, but maybe we can re-release the Phyllis Wheatley episode with like a Amanda Gorman add-on. Yeah, other podcasts do that. Context moment.
1: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) We surely can. Yes, we make our own rules here. Um, Same. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram now. Uh, and like her, like your and work Hamilton. is super good. Um, I also in this for nostalgia's sake, I watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I watched uh, Maya Angelou say her poem at Clinton's inaugural, which is also worth watching. And it's so relevant now because it's all about. She does it from the context of nature, and the symbolism of like. Yeah, it's it's great. It's super good. No, Um, I was just going to say that, like, uh, her relationship
0: with Hamilton as, like, as a musical and as a text was really fun. Um, Apparently, there's an interview Mm -hmm. where, like, um, I think maybe Good Morning America Mm -hmm. where she's talking and they, like, play a little message from Lin-Manuel Miranda. And she literally falls out of her chair. She's, like, so excited about it. And I just love that. Oh, yeah. I bet she
1: could be a good lyricist.
0: If if we ever need to write a Hamilton sequel. For sure. I would. I'd like to put her forward for that.
1: And you could do Peggy. the story of Peggy Skylar. <laughs> the, un- the unauthorized biography. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Any other highlights? From uh, you yes,
0: know the all of the that hats getting blown off the soldiers during the military review. I loved that. It was an incredibly can <laughs> can confirm. It's a windy day. It's been an incredibly windy week here in Washington. It was a, such a windy day oh uh, and that's there sort of my too, that's actually. my sense at least the last time yeah. I was at inauguration it was also it was cold it is always cold, but it was incredibly windy the last time I was there too, and it's just so rough, but I loved like sort of like the particularly like the the revolutionary war style folks with the tricorner hats and by the time they like walked in front of the capitol
1: yeah
0: yeah that I was just and the so pointy
1: point marching. Mm-hmm. oh right boy. like
0: anyone who anyone who sees that look. and then is like you yeah. know the military is like yeah super mask i'm like that mm. i don't know about that i love it i'm in no way shaming it but i'm like that i don't know if i'd call that traditionally yeah. hyper masculine
1: yeah um in other fashion conversations i want to make two notes which is yes we also worship as yes, we the do pant leg of yes Michelle we do. and how sweet that plum look was I still think Jill was exceptional as well with her sparkly coat and that tealish blue. Pretty phenomenal color choices. And they all look so good together. I swear they talked about it. (laughs) Where they're like, what are you wearing? Monochrome? We're all doing monochrome? Okay, great. Um, Laura Bush was in on it. She's like, I'm doing periwinkle. Uh, Yeah, they all looked phenomenal. And... um, Okay, and now I want to talk about something I'm not excited to talk about because I don't think he would appreciate it. But like, I'm a little done with the Bernie Sanders memes. <laughs> I laughed at them. I thought they were cute. I thought his take on it was funny. And now I'm on like day four of it, and I need everyone to, yeah, me out.
0: it is. It's a great one day. It's everywhere. It's a great one day vibe.
1: It was like a one day. I'm on day four of the memes, though, Michael. They're they're literally they're everywhere. And I'm like, are we all okay? I think we're like on the flip side of the trauma. And we're having like, <laughs> oh, I haven't laughed in a while. I'm going to laugh all <laughs> the time now at this one thing. And it's like, okay, guys, we need to find a balance. This was cute. It was funny. He's also on the budgetary committee. I really want to hear about that. But now in all these late night interviews, all he's talking about is these dang mittens, They did. He did
0: do a pretty good job. At least the one interview I saw immediately after it, where people were like the reporter was trying to ask him about it. And he just was like, he pivoted right yes. to like stimulus. He was like, I will not answer this question. I just yes. want to talk about stimulus. Yes.
1: Let's talk about how we get you $2,000 a week. That's <laughs> what he wants. Um, yeah. And then also the lady that makes the mittens is getting inundated with masks. And she's like, I'm not going to make you mittens. I have things to do. And I was like, oh, God, I love Vermont. I think. I think I just love Vermont people. I think I'm that. I'm that version in my head. Yep. That's all mm-hmm. fun. We're having a great time now. On, Let's move on okay that was funny yeah anyway the country clearly needed well a lot of the country really needed like a i feel it's like a teapot with the bernie meme and they're like wow we haven't giggled about anything in a while and isn't it great that we're just laughing about an old guy in a (laughs) coat who looks like he's waiting for a bus um but now i think we're good and we can move on
0: i i think both of those are correct
1: yes and I love Doug, Doug Emhoff. That's my other hot take. Yeah.
0: Yes. I, I fully, great. fully endorse Doug. <laughs>
1: um
0: I'm really he jealous did. I think one of my friends might be getting to take a class with him because he's teaching. Oh cool. A class at Georgetown. At Georgetown.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Both spouses like, are gonna be teachers. P-
0: I know. Oh, I love it so much.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Oh what just what a world we live in now. where. are Everything is still on fire, but there's someone actually with a fire extinguisher and interested in using it. Yeah. That's the meme I'm waiting for, for like a Joe Biden putting out a dumpster fire meme. I'm disappointed the internet has not provided that for us yet.
1: I mean, I, I am. The thing I'm also thinking about where it's just like, is this how Republicans felt when Obama was president? You know, the like terror and the fear and the worry. About your country going down the toilet? Is this what they were feeling from 2008 to 2015? 16? I
0: like, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, they definitely felt things similar. And I think the like, the point I would diverge in is like, Republicans feel that, but we're actually doing kind of okay. And we were feeling that and the world was burning. And I think that's the difference.
1: Oh, we have evidence for our fear.
0: Yeah, like the the like <laughs> the the literal death of hundreds of thousands of people is a thing. Yeah. I, I would happily point yeah. to as yeah, yeah. Actually, there is a problem. That would be really nice if someone dealt with it, and that yeah. they're not, and that that's a huge issue. Whereas, like <laughs> Obama, not perfect any stretch of the imagination, but was like. Legitimately trying to help people from like what was at the time like the greatest economic crisis since the Great Depression. <laughs> uh it's like you know, it's like it's, it's just... a group project mentality. I feel like we're like right, like the Republicans yes. kind of like blow it all up, and then the Democrats are like, "Ugh, I guess I'll write the report, and they spend all the time writing the report, and right about the time they get a good, Republicans come in and they're like, oh my god, thanks for doing all this great work. We're just going to ride on this to our A.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: not charitable of me but at this moment i don't care
1: <laughs> i mean there's definitely not a good track record in our lifetime no i'm thinking through it and i'm like yeah pretty. i mean they've se- yeah they've been pissed since 90 90- when did clinton get in
0: 1990 92 two yeah
1: 92 i think they just they hated him in a way that was different i guess they hated carter too but like i don't know Clinton. It was personal. I don't know what he did to them, or they were just. It was just like the where the great schism started. Yeah, but God, they hated him. It was such an in today's. I don't know. I gotta look back at it. I don't know why they hated him so much.
0: Now that you like, you just want to ask like, who besides he had like,
1: he had like a folksy southern. Vibe, and they were like, Oh crap, that's our thing, and that was like the irrational fear. <laughs> I don't quite know. They hated him, they hated his wife, they hated everybody they hired, they hated what he did personally, they hated what he did professionally. He couldn't, I mean, not to make Bill Clinton into a victim because he's fine, but like, uh, and he has some problems <laughs> clearly. Um, I don't plan to idea him, but I just it just felt like. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't understood it my whole life. And like, I just, yeah, I don't get it. Whenever a Republican's talking, I just, they're not talking to me. They don't care about me. They don't care about how I vote or what I think or how to get me. Um, so I think that's why I just, you know, I just don't understand them either. So,
0: yeah. And I think for this, it's for this sure moment in time, that's going to be okay. 'Cause we're in charge. <laughs> and they can kind of just suck it.
1: I know. I know. I know. Oh <laughs> god. What a fun four years it's been.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a way of of framing it for sure. Ugh, <laughs> uh, but it's over. It's all over now.
1: Yeah, here's hoping. So now I want to talk to you about the Constitution and the last time you read it. Because I have deep-dived onto some amendments, let me tell you, ah, in the past three weeks. I can't say that I have. I read the 25th. I've read the 14th at this point. I got into the 19th again for my lady today. But I don't know if we'll get to her. You think we have time?
0: Um, I think that's... We could if we want to. I also think this is a perfectly acceptable episode length. And we could just save it for next time if we okay. want
1: Okay. I'll just say, read up on your Fourteenth and Fifteenth Amendments. Don't worry about it. I'll talk about it anyway <laughs> in the episode.
0: I mean, those are probably good things uh, to read about, just generally.
1: Fourteenth is really topical right now. I'm going to tell you, Section Two is a that's that's delicious. the in- no that's three the,
0: Section the
1: Three Section. Oh, let me just for all of our liberal leaning friends, let me just read it for you, just so you feel good about yourself and where we're at in the world. Section Three. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as any member of a state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. Or give an aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So.
0: (laughs) That's so juicy.
1: That gives me some hope. And ironically, this is why you can't hate the whole Constitution. Because in that same amendment, section 2 protects uh the voting rights of men and men only yeah so to toss out the whole amendment you sort of lose section three which is a really great section but section two is trash so so we gotta take
0: like section two is good didn't do all the work it needed to do but i think like on the whole i'm 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 team 14th amendment i think it's a
1: i'm team two because section one let's just say it for everyone here's section one it's so good all persons born or naturalized in the united states and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the united states and of the state wherein they reside just for you people in the back sorry that was aggressive
0: (laughs) no i'm here for
1: it all persons born or naturalized are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction, the equal protection of the laws. That's a good section. Yes,
0: that is a good amendment right there.
1: And it also says so gender forward, persons born, mm-hmm. just all persons.
0: Yep. Um, have you watched the Stacey Abrams documentary All In by chance?
1: Not yet, but I'm. That sounds where I'm headed I tonight. I just finished. Where's I watched. That? It's
0: on Amazon. I just watched it like the hour before we recorded this, so came in real Ooh. in for the, some Fourteenth Amendment stuff. Um, but would highly, Ooh, nice. highly recommend it. It's a nice like after the win in Georgia. Because it was obviously, it was made before that happened. So it's a nice little, a nice. nice little tonic to be like, ah, yes, we did something. America nice. is still trash, but we did something. Very
1: nice. nice. I watched an Amazon uh, movie last night too. It wasn't theirs, but um, they were providing it. Uh, Promising Young Woman. This is my pop culture, tr- like, segue. Because I wanted to talk to somebody about it since I watched it last night. And I was like, oh, I'll talk to Michael. Because it's kind of... <sighs> feminist leaning questionable (laughs) do you know of this movie of which i I speak?
0: do not
1: okay so now i feel like i'm gonna ruin it so it's carrie mulligan in as a young woman who um uh every weekend she goes to a bar and she uh Looks as if she is uh, intoxicated past the point of speaking, and a man takes her home, and then she reveals herself to not be drunk at all. Um, and to kind of put the mirror back on the man who took her home, and, and so to speak. I want to say, watch the trailer, but at the same time, I think the trailer gives too much of the movie away. Okay,
0: I so I'm intrigued.
1: I would say if it's a very, very good trailer, and I'm a little disappointed that I watched it because it's sort of... All the parts in the movie that I was like, ooh, that would have been a good reveal, but I already saw it in the trailer. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's very stylized. It's very cool to watch. It's interesting. It goes somewhere... I mean, the plot is very unique to me, um, but it's like a psychological uh thriller black comedy
0: i'm really here for that
1: anyway i would really love for you to watch it and i would love to talk about it awesome
0: maybe i'll add it to my list for this i was
1: entertained and i haven't stopped thinking about it all day i really want to talk to somebody about it who's seen it so
0: okay i'll add it to my list then yeah
1: which i think is a good sign of a movie yeah
0: i would definitely say so and i like again always here for like a dark comedy
1: very very dark
0: <laughs> <laughs> duly noted at times
1: you're like oh god okay um but interesting yeah any other americana feelings we should leave any other demons to exercise um
0: i guess it's not quite a it's not a demon i think it's 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 the opposite of a demon but like the my like positive local dc note for today is joe biden goes to church like four blocks from my house which is one of the more dc things i think <gasps> i could say
1: do you get to see him so I, at church? You could go to church with him? I could
0: conceivably go to church with Joe Biden. My feelings on going to church right now are like, I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of people for an hour, even when I'm wearing a mask.
1: Oh, COVID. Uh, Fair. But,
0: yes. You know, if if COVID ever goes away, Joe Biden goes to my local church. And also Joe Biden goes to my local bagel shop. So there are pictures today of the motorcade stopped in front of the very same bagel sh- shop that I went to yesterday with like a secret service agent like at the window getting bagels for biden and that just brings me man so let's much just joy. talk
1: yeah let's just talk about the strong grandpa energy coming out of the White House right now and the problems that unfolds I think are what we focus on, but at the same time it is a balm in these trying times to have like Pop pop who likes bagels and ice cream <laughs> like running the country feels very safe right now
0: yeah. uh the pictures of him I with don't his- know he
1: just wants to talk about
0: of him yeah. with his grandson from the inauguration.
1: His grandson named Bo, yeah. which there's so much there. And he's just dancing with the little baby in the White House and they're bouncing. And I hope he had a dilly bar and went to bed. All of them. <laughs> they're so cute. They're all just. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, he he's full blown. Like, he wears a suit all the time, but I wouldn't be opposed if he popped on one of those Carter cardigans mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And like looked cozy and like exuded Mister Rogers' energy. I'm I'm okay with it. I need it.
0: That would be nice. That would be really nice. He just
1: that's how he does his State of the Union. He like changes his sneakers, puts on a sweater, (laughs) talks about his day, feeds his goldfish,
0: and he's like, yeah.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this lady for next time. I think that'll be great. Good, and I'll, I'll try to find
0: something equally good. And maybe we'll re-release our Phyllis Weekly episode as well. Yeah,
1: we'll have to find it. Sorry, I think I did it. Maybe I just wanted to because I, I remember... Like
0: I feel like you did. I'm like, I remembered oh
1: seeing now. her statue when I went to the African American History Museum. She's there. I think she's next to Thomas Jefferson. There was, like, great writers of the time and I think it's, like, her and Frederick Douglass and Thomas Jefferson and... Yes. I remember being struck by this woman in, like, colonial garb with, like, a quill in her hand.
0: You did do her, uh, epi- it was episode oh 19. god, like way, so old. Way back when. Wow. Um, but we can, uh, that's great because that 100% means we can re-release Clearly
1: it made an boy. impression, Michael.
0: <laughs> I feel, this is a thing I feel so bad about, is, like, basically any, any woman yep. we talked about pre-episode like yeah. 35 is not like I've not oh I this information
1: I about, fully like, you know. like searched the words in the list of episodes we've done to make sure I or you haven't done it before because I'm like every time I'm researching like like this one <laughs> I have is a 19th century suffragette so I'm like well we've done a bunch I should check just to make sure
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like we probably shouldn't admit this on the podcast, but.
1: But who, who mm-hmm. cares, right? process is fun yeah. to learn
0: about.
1: We don't listen to ourselves when we're done. <laughs> At least I don't. You do because you have to edit. But, like, I listen to you intently when we're here together. Yeah. But there's also a lot of women we've done. That's why we take the notes, too. We have too, done a lot of, to of women. to make a little archive moment.
0: I... Yeah. Well, amazing. I'm looking forward to some suffragette some suffragette okay. info next week.
1: Sounds good.
0: And hopefully, I...
1: yeah. And it it's nice so to nice be to be back. Michael, I missed you.
0: Boy. Well,
1: until next week. Yeah, sounds good. Let's end it there. Okay. Talk to you then. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Missing
0: History. If you have suggestions of people you think we should profile, email us at missinghistorypodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can get in touch with us at Miss History Pod on Twitter or Missing History on Instagram or also on Facebook at Missing History. If you liked the show,
0: please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Thanks to Jen, Catherine, and Marion for all their help on this project, and thank you for listening to Missing History.